Hello, and welcome to Man Up University podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking on honoring God's law. We are following up in the series of the commands of Christ, and that is one of them. We can look at Matthew 5, 17 through 19 to see exactly what he refers to in this. It says, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So Matthew uses Jesus' word in 5 through 17 through 20 as a thesis statement for the whole of what is to follow. Jesus essentially says, look, if you thought the law was tough, wait till you see this. If you really truly want to be my disciples, give me your heart completely without reservation. This passage seems to suggest that an uncommitted Christian is not a Christian at all. Like other Jewish teachers, Jesus demanded whole obedience to the scriptures. Unlike most of his contemporaries, however, he was not satisfied with the performance of scribes and Pharisees. Observing that this law observance fell short even of the demands of salvation, after grabbing his hearer's attention with such a statement, Jesus goes on to define God's law, not simply in terms of how people behave, but in terms of who they really are. There's a view of scripture that Jesus had that just wasn't accommodating to the culture at the time. Here Jesus responds to false charges that he and his followers undermined the law. First, when Jesus says that he came not to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. He uses the terms that in his culture would have conveyed his faithfulness to the scriptures. Second, Jesus illustrates the eternality of God's law with a popular storyline from contemporary Jewish teachers. Jesus' smallish letter, the NIV, or jot for the for the KJV, or King James Version, undoubtedly refers to the Hebrew letter Yod, which Jewish teachers said would not pass from the law. They said that when Sarah's name with S-A-R-A-I was changed to Sarah, which is S-A-R-A-H, the Yod removed from her name cried out from one generation to another, protesting its removal from Scripture, until finally when Moses changed O'Shea's name to Joshua, the Yod was returned to Scripture. So you see, the teachers would say, not even the smallest letter can pass from the Bible. Jesus makes the same point from this tradition that later rabbis did. Even the smallest detail of God's law are essential. Jesus here provides a graphic example of the law's authority. Jewish teachers typically depicted various persons as greatest before God. The emphasis was not on numerical precision, but on praising worthy people. When Jesus speaks of the least of these commandments, he also reflects Jewish legal language. Jewish teachers regularly distinguished light and heavy commandments, as in Siva, 
Parasha 1, 34, 1, 3, compared to Matthew 23, 23, and in fact, determine which commandments were the least and greatest. Noting that both the greatest commandment about honoring parents and the least commandment about the bird's nest in Deuteronomy 22, 6, 7, included the same promise, do this and you will live. Later, rabbis decided that live meant in the world to come and concluded that God would reward equally for obedience of any commandment. One who kept the law regulating the bird's nest merited eternal life, whereas one who broke it merited damnation. In the same way, those who merely honored the highest standards of their religion would fall short of entering the kingdom of all, Matthew 5.20. Other sages used such language to grab attention and emphasize the importance of the law. But like Jesus, they did not want anyone to miss the point. God has not given us the right to pick and choose among his commandments. As some teachers put it, one should be as careful with regard to a light commandment as you would be with the heavy one, since you do not know the allotment of the reward. The sages were not suggesting that they never broke commandments, but rather believed that one who cast off any commandment or principle of the law was disregarding the authority of the law as a whole. Jesus concurs. God did not allow us the right to say, I will obey his teaching about murder, but not his teaching about adultery or fornication. Or, I will obey this teaching about theft, but not about divorce. To refuse his right to rule any of our ethics or behavior is to deny his lordship. In this passage, Jesus also warns that teachers who undermine students' faith in any portion of the Bible are in trouble with God. This text addresses not only obedience to the commandments, but also how one teaches others. I have occasionally taught alongside colleagues who actively sought to undermine students' faith in the name of critical thinking. Sometimes they succeeded. Critical thinking is important, but it functions best with the firm foundation of the fear of God. Honoring God's law is important regardless of what laws we're referring to. Honoring him is the same in murder as lying. And sometimes it's very difficult for us to be able to say, well, I'm going to honor this law because it's something that the enemy has us tied up with or there's a stronghold in our life with regards to it. And we keep going through this cycle of defeat and despair with regards to it. So it's important for us to remember, specifically during those times, that what God does in our lives, He's trying to pull those things out of us He's trying to remind us and convict us of the things that we are doing in our lives that are not pleasing to Him. And it's important for us to have an awareness of those things. An awareness of what God desires for our heart and what He desires for our lives. And all these laws that we're going through, the commandments that we're going through, those are not to be taken lightly. I do not believe there's such a thing as a 
middling Christian. It's either all or nothing. Either you're with God or you're against Him. And to try and pick and choose, well, I can do this and that'll be okay, and that, but I can't do that, and that'll be okay too, is just not the way that life is supposed to be lived according to the Bible. God is always described in the Bible as a father, a loving father. And I was reading today about being disciplined by a father, being chastised. Being disciplined or being chastised is proof of our sonship. It's proof that God loves us. And he gives us the rules and the commandments that we have for that exact purpose, to have that line, that moral and ethical code to follow. Because if not, then we would be like everybody else. Our actions would be like everybody else because there would be nothing to compare it to. But our actions shouldn't be that way. Our actions really should be countercultural. It should be opposite of what the world is thinking the world is doing. Because for most part, what the world is doing is not pleasing in the sight of God. Which is why when our actions take over and we are obeying God's word with regard, without regard to the circumstances and situations that might be in our lives, we are shining our light to everyone that can see it. If there is an opportunity for somebody to do something that is what the world considers okay and not taboo, we have that opportunity to do what God asks us to do. Another commandment we'll be speaking about later is render unto Caesar. Now we can say that, well, render unto Caesar, I'll pay my taxes, I'll, I'll pay the government. But do we report everything? Do we report everything that should be there? Or do we skimp out a little bit? over here and there and, and report a little bit less because we want to keep a little bit extra money. There's a lot of people who do it, we might say. But God doesn't ask us to be like other people. He asks us to be like his son. He doesn't say in his word, follow Christians. That's not what he says. He says, follow Christ. That's what it says. Now, we want to follow other Christians. That's what other people can do. But guess what? Those people are not perfect. They never are and they never will be. We're not supposed to follow them. We're not supposed to do what they do. We're supposed to do what Christ did. And even he paid taxes. Even he rendered under Caesar that which was Caesar's. He took care of that. And he followed every single moral, ethical law that was given in the Bible. Every commandment that was given and he followed it to a T perfectly and part of the way that he did that was because he sought the Lord's direction in everything you read throughout the gospel that he was constantly going to the Lord in prayer so he left them to pray so he went up on the mountain to pray every single aspect he was going to pray he was seeking God's will from the age of 13, he was inside the temple 
hearing and learning about the Word of God, the Scriptures. So he applied his life directly to God's will. And in that aspect, that's what we're supposed to be doing. And we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit that convicts us on a daily basis, that convicts us when we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. And the thing is, is depending on our awareness and our ability to recognize His voice, we either heed that advice or heed that conviction and, and not do what it says, or we do heed it and we do do what it says. But if we call Him Father, a loving Father at that, shouldn't we obey the commandments that He gives us as a Father? If we don't listen to Him, can we truly call ourselves sons? Can we truly call ourselves followers of Christ? I'm going to follow Christ only to this point because I don't believe this matters. Hmm. That's not true. The enemy likes to pervert the Word of God and conform it to our own desires, our own ability. He likes to trick us into believing, you don't really need to do that. That's not really that important. And as we saw earlier, how important just one letter was. How important passing on that teaching to not only ourselves, but also to others, to our children, to the people that are in our radius. How important is that? For those who don't know, for non-believers, what separates us from the world? If there's nothing, then we have to double-check and see if we can really call ourselves Christian because we are supposed to be following God's footsteps. We're supposed to be following what He has already commanded us to do. So that is how important the Word of God is. That's how important the commandments are. That's how important the law is. So I'd like you to remember that throughout the day-to-day and the upcoming days to be reminded of what is it that we might be doing that is not according to God's will, that is not according to God's law, that is outside Him. So like the other days, I'd like to close us out in prayer today. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day of life. Thank you for your discipline. Thank you for your love. Thank you for adopting us as sons and co-heirs with your Son, Jesus Christ, by the grace that he has given us, by the sacrifice that he has given us. Lord, we seek to honor you with our actions. We seek to behave in a way that's pleasing to you in your sight. We seek to get to know you more through your word and through prayer. We seek to have the Holy Spirit be poured into us to convict us and guide us, be a lamp to our feet. We seek all these things to glorify you, Lord. Right now, Lord, we are here seeking your advice, seeking your counsel. 
and all those who are listening here, Heavenly Father, pour this Holy Spirit into them and convict them. Show them and remind them of what it is that your law says, what it is your commandments say, what it is that you want for our lives. What is it that is your will so that we can follow, Heavenly Father? Please be with us today and the following weeks, Lord. We ask this in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you guys for listening today. Please follow us at the channels that we have up here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, it is uh, you can find access to it at manupuniversity.org forward slash MUU podcast. You can see the other episodes. Uh, Instagram, it's at man underscore up underscore university. On Facebook, it is the Man Up University. On Twitter, it's at you man up you. So if you can, please subscribe, share, comment, like, uh, do all those things. We would love to hear from you. Positive feedback is important. And uh, any kind of improvement or suggestions would greatly be appreciated. So everybody out there, have a blessed day and be a blessing.